Live from the Business Radio X studio, welcome to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullett, your source for inspiring stories of busy people who have made more time to do what they love. Now, here's your host, Julie Hullett. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're joining us today. We have a very special guest, Cassia Fedor. Chef Cassia, as I know her, is originally from California and is the owner of Infused Holistic Kitchen. She is a holistic nutritionalist, an herbalist, and a wellness chef. Welcome, Cassia. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you, Julie. I'm really honored to be here. Good. So for 10 years, you were a private chef that used both holistic nutrition and healthy culinary techniques to prepare healing meals for people with dietary restrictions, food allergies, and living with an illness. I read one of your uh, quotes said, you want people to eat in harmony with their bodies and nature. Can you talk about that a little bit for us? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, as a holistic nutritionist, um, I believe that there's not one size fits all for everyone. So, you know, it's really about honoring our bodies and listening to to what they're saying, because there's so much wisdom there. And I love to empower my clients with um, just tools to really take charge of their own health. And so that that means, you know, helping them create a feedback loop between what they eat and how they feel. And this is something that can really help them uh, just create better habits and um, eating more intuitively. And, you know, that, so eating in harmony with their bodies means listening to them intuitively and making better choices that uh, can, that they know will make them feel better. And eating in harmony with nature really means supporting local farmers and food systems, eating with the seasons, you know, rather than Mm -hmm. eating things that are shipped across the planet. So that's sort of a holistic approach to eating in harmony with our bodies and nature. And it it just makes so much sense. I mean, it's obvious if you think about it, you know, I mean, people complain if they eat say cheeseburger, I'm make this up cheeseburger, french fries and milkshake. <laughs> and then an hour later, they're like, Oh, I feel terrible. Well, hello. You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it sort of makes sense. But you know, people are not necessarily uh, as as in tune. So yeah. I, yeah. I just really love creating that connection and okay. helping people tune in. So when you were a little girl, how tell me about how you started cooking and how you got from A to B, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, there's so many journeys and and little uh, paths that I've taken. Um, I grew up in, um, in nature. So I, I grew up on a lot of land. Uh, my parents weren't necessarily health-minded or holistic-minded, but they were, you know, very much about uh, eating from their garden. So it was that simple. Um, but we grew up on a couple acres and I just, I loved having that connection to nature. I would get on my horse and go on all the trails and see the plants, you know, in our, in our land and think, well, I wonder what the native Americans use those for. And so that sort of got the wheels turning for me. And I had a really bad acne as a kid and all through my twenties. 
And so going to the doctor, you know, just meant they just took a quick one second look at me, didn't ask anything about what I was eating or my lifestyle or, you know, what was going on in my body. It was just a quick prescription for antibiotics. Yeah. And that just stuck with me and made me feel like I was just a number. And so I sort of got got me interested in in just thinking there's got to be another way. There's got to be other ways to to look at health and um there's got to be things from nature that can help me that can help me here. So, you know, I just was like making random poultices out of, you know, mixing up some herbs from my land or using eggs to make a mask, stuff like that, like avocado, just random things. And then as I got older, I started researching more and uh, eventually, you know, I went to college and then after college, I went to holistic nutrition school in, uh, in Berkeley, California at this, Mm. at the school called Bowman college. And it was wonderful. And so that got my, you know, that got me some, some street cred. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then, um, I interned at, a. so I thought I was going to school to be a consultant, right. To be a nutrition consultant. Well, I did an internship at a really wonderful kitchen there and just learned all these amazing culinary techniques that were really focused on, on health and creating more digestibility and absorbability of nutrients and, you know, with more nutrition in mind. And so then I just thought, well, I want to be a I want to be a chef. I want to cook for people to heal them rather than just talking them through it all. I I've done both, you know, it's, it's definitely a a both and, and, um, but I I've really loved just cooking for people, um, to help them with their healing journeys. Excellent. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, all that just comes together like it's supposed to. And then here you are. It did. It really came together organically for me in a really beautiful way. And it's funny, I was actually a personal assistant in San Francisco when I was uh, going through my holistic nutrition training. And so I already sort of had those connections with mm-hmm. people who were interested in hiring me as a chef. And already how it knew got how, started. Right. And already mm-hmm. knew about building relationships and all the things exactly. that along with those roles. Um, exactly. How did you get to Nashville? To Nashville. So I was actually living in Guatemala before moving here. I'm originally from California, but I, I'll take you back to Guatemala real quick since that was one of your questions. Um, so just real quick, I moved to Guatemala in 2012 because I was married to a diplomat that was working there and we were there for about a year and he came out of the closet And so we got a divorce. And so it was just, you know, this crazy whirlwind that happened. And I was like, am I going to stay or am I going to go back to California? And I ended up staying for an additional four years. And so I was, I was there for five years total and I had left my whole business in California. So I really didn't have anything to go back to. So I just started it right up down there. Excellent. And I met a man, you know, a couple years later, uh, I would come back to California frequently to visit family. And so I met a man a couple years after the divorce and uh, we hit it off and we did long distance for a while. And then 
uh, I eventually moved to Nashville to be with him, with Kevin. Okay, that all makes sense. And that I, makes sense. And I was really curious about Guatemala because um, I was thinking you like went on vacation and fell in love with it. And then <laughs> I'm thinking, well, you know, that's not really on the list of my vacation destinations, but you know, maybe for some people, it, it is. never was on mine either. I know it was just a random place. <laughs> well, you mentioned there um, that you were involved with native superfoods, you called it indigenous plants, and that these all played a big role in your first cookbook. How exciting. And that's for our listeners, Cochina Holistica. So Cochina Holistica, yep. I'm assuming there's a second one in the works. Well, it's not in the works yet, but it's sort of in my brain, you okay. know, thinking about bringing that same concept possibly to here in the South, you know, um, my, my Cocina Holistica cookbook is very inspired by my time in Guatemala and, uh, just using all the native plants in people's backyards or, you know, at the market. And there are actually a lot of superfoods that people use here that we know about. And so, um, taking that concept, uh, a lot of I, my my food is mostly plant-based in my cookbook. It's all plant-based. Mm-hmm. And so possibly creating, you know, something more Nashville inspired or Southern inspired, like possibly Southern style plant-based cooking, uh, utilizing some of the native herbs and plants that are traditionally used here. So that's, that's in my mind. I'm, I'm starting to to brainstorm around that, but don't have anything yet planned. Yeah. But if it's in your mind, it'll, it'll happen. Exactly. Exactly. And and I, when you said that Southern, I went mm-hmm. to cobbler, but you had mm-hmm. some version of a berry cobbler. I had one yeah. time remembered oh, our friends. Yes, yes definitely. So see, I did. You already have your first recipe. <laughs> There's my first recipe, gluten-free, dairy-free, amazing blueberry cobbler. And still had flavor, which is honest, right? <laughs> that is a key. That is one of my signature moves is making sure that everything tastes really good. <laughs> I'm going to revisit this at the end, but where can people sure. get the cookbook now? The cookbook's on Amazon, okay. Cocina Holistica on Amazon. Super okay. easy to get. Uh, it's also available through my website. I can send a, a signed copy if if you'd like. But okay. It's just easiest on Amazon. All right. All right. So now, though, you've kind of moved into these curating healing menus for retreats and private gathering and then teaching uh, private healthy cooking classes in clients' homes. There's always an educational component and Mm -hmm. focus on cooking. So in all these sessions, has anything really surprised you? Because I'm sure there's Although there's a common thread, I'm sure there's a lot of variety in the participants as well as the people in the homes, right? Yeah, definitely a lot of variety. The thing about being, you know, approaching nutrition through a holistic lens is since every body is different, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not, there's not one particular diet that everyone should be eating. And so I don't, I don't sit here and prescribe one particular diet. I really tailor and customize my classes or, you know, if I'm cooking for someone, um, the food is very, very tailored to their body type and to their dietary restrictions, et cetera. So yes, all of my cooking classes are are very different there. We never make the same thing, you know, twice. It's always, mm-hmm. 
it's always a combination of what my clients love and want to, you know, feel joyful about cooking, but also kind of tailored to their dietary needs. Um, I think one thing that always surprises me is that people just get so excited when they realize that eating healthy can be easy. It doesn't have to be difficult. And I like to take the pressure off. I don't like to make it this neurotic mentality, you know, um, it's all about balance. I mean, it's just, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's healthy to put limiting restrictions on yourself. It's just not going to happen. So I like to, in my classes, show people that it can just be as simple as adding a superfood powder to a dressing or Mm -hmm. a smoothie. And that will boost the nutrient value for that, you know, particular meal or item exponentially. And people are always so surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah. (laughs) That is easy. Or even another example would be like doubling the spices in your recipe. You know, spices are so full of phytonutrients and antioxidants. And so, you know, even just following a recipe that you use, you know, daily, it could be as simple as doubling those spices, and then you're going to increase the nutrient value. You know, it's just those little things. Those little things are tools that we can use to make it easier on ourselves. Yeah. Well, that's something. Um, so it seems like, I mean, when, you know, when I first met you, you were, um, helping our mutual friend that was, um, suffering from an illness. And what strikes me is you're always nurturing and taking care of other people. So how do you carve out time for Cassia? Well, uh, yeah, as you said, for the last 10 years, I have been doing more regular cooking for clients, you know, weekly meals, delivery or cooking in their homes. And so the last couple of years, I've really pivoted into cooking for these more one-off, one-off events and gatherings, birthday parties, et cetera. Um, so that's, that's really helped. That's really helped um, give me a lot of free time and freedom to nourish myself, okay. <laughs> you know, which is great. I've never really been one to have this hustle mentality. I, I really do need a lot of downtime in order to give that output because when mm-hmm. I'm on, I'm really on, I put, I pour my heart into my work. And so I know for myself that I need a lot of downtime after that. So it's been really lovely just having, you know, like a I I had a Yuletide winter solstice event and it was a dinner for 25 people. It was a lot of work. Yeah. It was a couple weeks of prep. And then after I gave my, myself a couple weeks of just downtime and recouping. And I find that that really works for me. And just I need I know I need nourishment myself in order to give to others. So I really carve that into my schedule, you know. I would love to take you to visit about 10 of my clients just to say what you just said. (laughs) It's so hard for people, you know, because because we are in such a culture of boom, boom, boom. And if you're not busy, you're not productive. And I I totally embrace what you're saying. I know I'm at my best when I have downtime. When I come back, I'm 200%, you know, so I agree with you immediately on that. Thanks. Yeah. Do you ever go out and get a greasy cheeseburger or ice cream? I sure do. I sure do. Oh, I do. I, 
I love French fries. That's ah. my guilty pleasure. I every time I'm out, I get French fries. And I give myself no guilt about that. I enjoy it to the fullest. You know, you it's like, just life is too short. Right. Do you like the skinny fries or the big fat waffle fries? Or what kind do you like? I like the skinny ones, extra crispy. I always tell them extra crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who has great French fries. And I mean, this is a treat when I go there is a bourbon steak and they bring them out. They're like three cups and then they have all these different dipping sauces. I mean, it's Nirvana, but I only eat French fries like once a quarter, you know, but I really, <laughs> I'm afraid I don't have a lot of restraint there. <laughs> oh, they're so good. And with aioli too. I'm, I'm like oh, a yeah. mayo creamy aioli kind of person. Yes. So <laughs> slather it on. Yeah. Um, I know that we both love to travel and yes. I follow you on Instagram. So I've seen some yeah. of your fun stuff you're doing when you're out there on those trips. Are you always thinking about cooking or the food you or the plants you could be using in that yeah. environment? Are you able to turn off? Um, it, That's a really good question. You know, I, I mean, my, Food is sort of my worldview. It's how I see the world. Food, <laughs> plants. If I'm out in nature, I'm always tuning into what plants are there because I'm an herbalist as well. So I see medicinal plants everywhere. So it's fun for me. It's not necessarily work. It's very um, blended for me. Um, but when I travel for fun and personal life, I can really turn off, you know, thinking about clients or work. No problem. Um, I've traveled for work a few times. Like last year I was in Belize doing some cooking classes and, um, doing a retreat at a, at a hotel there. It was really beautiful, but, um, I do envision, you know, in my future, possibly doing more travel for work and more culinary experiences. But for now, I just, I love seeing new places, having new experiences, enjoying the food mm -hmm. in different cultures and, and countries. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's all fun for me, really. But yeah, yeah. that Belize really sounds like a tough assignment. I hate it. <laughs> it was pretty rough. <laughs> so I, I was going to ask if you had more free time, what would you do? But it, it really sounds like you have a great balance. So I um, do keep a pretty good balance. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it ebbs and flows for me. Like the, the beginning of the year is usually fairly slow and then it ramps up, you know, summer into winter, like this, this December was crazy. I had a bunch of events and people needing, you know, having birthday parties or Christmas events. And sure. so it's just, um, you know, it just ebbs and flows since I'm a, I have my own business and I can choose to say no or yes to. Yeah. That's the beauty. Of but it. with my free time, I mean, there's always wonderful things that I could be, you know, like perfecting perfecting sourdough. I'm currently trying to create the perfect sourdough loaf. And uh, that's a learning process for me because I'm not really a baker, but I, if I had more free time and I, I will <laughs> right now I do. Um, I want to perfect the perfect sourdough loaf. Okay. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of sourdough. I offer to be a tester if you need one. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Is there anything you won't cook? 
Not necessarily. No, I, I don't cook a lot of meat just because I don't, my body doesn't resonate with meat. It never has, mm-hmm. but I do eat meat. Um, once in a while, if it, if it's from really high quality farmers, local farmers uh, yeah. that do pasture raised or grass fed. Um, so I just don't cook a lot of meat, but I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I just don't have a problem with, I'm not the, the extreme neurotic, yes. neurotic <laughs> chef or, or nutritionist, you know, that says you can't eat that, or you can't ever cook that. <laughs> And when somebody says can't to me, I start eating like a crazy person. If you tell me I can't have chocolate, then I will consume 48 pounds in 48 hours. There you go. That's how it works. That's how it works. We have to think in terms of balance and moderation. The world just doesn't work that way. Neither do our mentalities, our psyches. I, I try to leave people with a tip that's helpful to them about their time. Can you give us just a concise bullet you'd like to close with on that? Uh, say that again, just a little tip that I can, that that I they, can offer. Right. About their around, time, about preserving their time. Ah, uh, Around their time. Gotcha. I think it's really important to say no more often and yes, only to the things that light us up and really align with our purpose, our brand, our values. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I'll quote you on that many times, I'm sure. Thank you. Okay. Now we're going to move, we're going to wrap up, but we're going to move to a little word association. Um, So I'll say a word. I'll give you a choice on a couple of things. All right. Okay. Okay. Coffee or tea. Mountain or beach? Beach. Aisle or window? Say that again. Aisle or window? Oh, aisle. Okay. All right. Now, here's a question for you. We're writing your eulogy. Sorry for a sad note. But (laughs) two things you would like to be remembered for. Just two. Oh, my goodness, Julie. This is an incredible question. I think I want to be remembered for just being a light in the world, just just someone who sparkles all over the world and shares joy and and love. You know, I I just I I want to be remembered for coming from my heart space always. And two, I want to be remembered for my epic food. Well, that is beautiful. And I have no doubt you will be remembered for both because you are definitely a light. And I so appreciate you you being with me today. Um, Thank you. What is the best way for our listeners to connect with you and online, obviously, but what are those channels? I mostly do my, um, my Instagram um, I, I promote myself through Instagram. I'm, hol- and what's your I'm handle? In- infused holistic kitchen. Okay. And I have a website infused holistic kitchen.com. And again, you can find my cookbook <clears throat> Cocina Holistica on Amazon. Okay. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Again, thank you for being with us today. And this thank has you. It's been so much fun, Julie. Thank you well, so much. No, my pleasure. Believe me. And thank you all for listening. 
If you have questions about the podcast, please connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I answer all messages. Thanks again, and we will see you soon. And now here's a time well spent tip. Just because you can do it yourself doesn't mean you should. Doing things yourself, whether that's home improvement or your daily errands, isn't usually time or cost effective. In fact, when it comes to home renovations, doing it yourself can be very costly, especially if things go wrong. So before you commit to that do-it-yourself home renovation, get quotes and information from experienced professionals and industry experts. You may be surprised to find the benefits of working with a professional outweigh the cost savings from doing it yourself. Thanks for tuning in to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullett. This show is brought to you by Julie Hullett Concierge, LLC, a personal concierge service in Nashville, Tennessee. Learn more at juliehullett.com.